0: Welcome to another week of It's a Wildlife with Cody and Brennan here. What's going on, Brennan? Oh, it's another beautiful week. The weather's finally getting better than last night's stupid ice storm. Right, yeah, better than the negative 40-degree weather. Oh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say that 100 times over. Yeah, so cool, some good news. Uh, well, actually, me and Brendan and a few other of our friends, we all watched Super Bowl together. But we're not going to really talk about the Super Bowl because none of us were really happy that the Patriots won another one, so we don't really want to get into that and bring up hurt feelings. But we decided uh, over the weekend that we're actually going to take this into a video style as well, and start up a YouTube page of the podcast, so people can actually visual see like a visual representation of us sitting here talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, us give us a lot more input. We'll start bringing a few animals on the show. You know, you think they live at the zoo with us? Kind of cover some stuff that way. And as we start getting guests to come in, we'll have other people bring their animals on. It'll kind of get a little bit more visual representation of what we're doing and it's going to kind of open some doors up to see what we can do in the future as we start to go to different places with this.
0: Yeah, no, it'll be fun. Um, We'll have a nice little setup we've got. We're working on right now for it. And I'm not super looking forward to all the animals that you're going to bring on because of my issues with certain animals, but we won't get into that. We're going to ease into that another day. Yeah, but uh, no. So speaking of YouTube, um, you made a post the other day, and it was hilarious because, of course, you didn't ask for anybody's opinions, but of course, everybody had to give them to you.
1: I specifically asked. And I literally said, "I do not care what your opinion
0: is. I want you to laugh at the comments from the post that I did not make." Yep. And so I was, as I was creeping through all the comments and seeing who to four hundred of them. Yeah, who to <laughs> troll on there? Um, I saw somebody l- like literally like their argument was a YouTube video of. I don't know if it was a documentary or what it was, but it was, like, to support their evidence. And it's, like, to me, it's, like, how do, you like... That's my issue. Is like, so when people have these discussions, like, why why would you use YouTube as, like, a credible source? And I think it's, like, the same thing, because you always, you know, you have a lot of issues with, like, certain documentaries that, you know, only show one side, or, and that's what people take as, like, the end-all, be-all.
1: Definitely. It's a sensationalism. And the more sensationalist that you could make things, and I make this comparison a lot with things... You can post something sad on Facebook and it will get 50 million shares. Everybody wants it. And they'll tag all their friends. Oh my gosh, look at this, you know, saber sad story. What's going on? You can post the happiest thing in the world. But if it's not sensationalized, you your, your mom will be the only person who shares it and your grandma will heart it because she doesn't <laughs> understand
0: that people under, can work Facebook. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's something that. It's always been, I mean, everybody, is. it's easier to remember the negative things than it is the positive stuff. Oh, by all means, by all means. And so when I saw that, like, I know you've always kind of pointed out with certain documentaries, and it's just like that What the Health documentary. Like, it was a great documentary, but with any documentary, I mean, they tend to show literally one side of the thing, and I can make you believe anything by showing you just one side of it. And I think the issue is more so that you're not getting a full truth. You're getting literally, again, the uh, one side of a truth. Yeah, and
1: it's interesting that you say that because people literally sit there and they're like, well, I saw in a documentary, who made the documentary? You could go out tomorrow and make a documentary on anything you wanted. And the way Netflix snaps everything up you could sell it to Netflix for 50 bucks. Someone's going to start watching it. Somebody's going to post, you need to watch this on Facebook. And before you know it, your word is gospel. You do not have to have done any prior research to make a documentary a lot of the time to have valid sourcing behind it. I mean, it's like you said with YouTube, anybody can make a YouTube video. And if it's The right person in the video, and they talk in a convincing manner. Everybody believes everything that they say. People don't want to challenge that because it's the most convenient thing out there.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I've watched some YouTube videos of just like conspiracy theories and yeah, when like when I see the one side of it, it's strictly like all of a sudden I start slowly believing it and then until for a minute, then it's like, wait a second, like what else what's the other proof? You know? Yeah. Yep. You start to go down the rabbit hole and you you
1: get almost like wearing blinders. You're know, like, well, it's a straight line, you know, there's nothing else to see. You refuse to look out mm-hmm. past it's like that old foreign uh, that old saying, um, you can't see the trees through the forest or see the Forest of the Trees or whatever it is. But basically it's saying is that you're seeing one thing, not the entire big picture because you're so bent on believing that that one
0: side is everything and it's pure gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... uh, And I mean, there's some documentaries that I've watched that, you know, they cover both sides or they do go after, like, the unbiased truth of it. So there's not, like... You know, I don't want to get it make it sound like I'm saying, like, you know, all documentaries are garbage or they're one-sided and you don't never get a truth but because I've, I've watched a few of them that are you know really good but i know there's one that you don't like
1: yep and uh it's interesting because you're kind of late to the party with this but you uh you finally watched blackfish i did literally yesterday <laughs> but but you know what though and that's okay and uh before i give my my side to it um you just having seen it yesterday you've heard about it for years I was probably actually one of the first group of people to see it. And I specifically remember it coming out because I was working at Best Buy at the time. And we would get uh, stuff, you know, that's going on sale in a month, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, something came across that said, Blackfish, me loving animals the way I do. I'm like, oh, what is this? And I get online, I'm looking it up, and it's like, "Here here are the perils of, you know, these animals in captivity, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know that that sounds pretty interesting you know I'm, I'm gonna watch this so the day blackfish came out it was a straight to DVD so this was like almost a year before Netflix picked it up. I went down to family video and I rented it. I was appalled I mean i I bought blackfish hook line and sinker, and I sat there and you know this was eight years ago or so uh yeah well, it's like it seven came out years eight ago. years ago. I want to say it was 2013, so Probably. six years ago. Um, but I was one of the first people. I'm sitting there, I'm like, you guys need to watch this. You know, SeaWorld, SeaWorld be damned. You know, I that's, that's an evil corporation. And I wasn't real big in the animal industry then. I didn't know a lot of animal people. It's like you said, I watched this one documentary that told nothing more about it. And I had grown up going to SeaWorld in Ohio, you know, and seeing all the animals and everything. And it was such a shocker for me because I was so into believing that zoos did everything perfectly, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I like I said, I bought it, no pun intended, hook, line, and sinker. I mean, I sat there and I I lapped everything up and I was like, you know what, this is this is pure evil, blah, blah, blah. And then I started to go down the rabbit hole and I started to read, you know, more of what was going on, and I started to find out that a lot of it got debunked, and it was just propaganda and PETA getting their nose into stuff. Before we go too deep into my side of it, I want to hear you
0: not being an expert on whales, what your opinions on blackfish were. So, obviously, just from being friends with you, I already kind of knew about it and everything, Mm -hmm. so I wasn't going into it totally blinded by you know, everything that's going on with it. But, you know, watching it, there was a lot of parts that made you... made it hard to believe that stuff like that went on. Because my, my big concern was... The two biggest concerns for me were watching it was, one, how they cover up stuff. You know, that was a big thing. And then, two... Once you kind of saw the big thing was like, you know, it almost made me re- like think of it as basically a prison. And that's why, you know, because it mainly focused around the attacks of from these uh, orcas and killer whales and stuff that that's what it reminded me of is they were just kind of stuck in a small jail cell, m- you know, being forced to do all this stuff that learning how smart they are as creatures alone definitely showed that something, you know, mentally broke them down. And so it was, you know, those are my two big things. It wasn't necessarily anything else, you know, like I don't the them capturing the killer whale the killer whales and stuff was, you know, a little upsetting and things like that, but it was mainly the cover up and the money behind it was the whole point, you know, that they don't care what happens to these animals and they're strictly only only in it for the money. No, I actually
1: makes a really good point
0: and you kind of cover two
1: different bases there the first one I'll touch on personally is that World is a corporation. I mean, they are in it to an extent to make money. And the higher-ups, the CEOs, I mean, eventually money does corrupt you no matter what you do. And they might have lost sight of what they originally wanted to do. They might have started to go down that more entertainment pathway. But the biggest thing to take away from that is, is that is that If you have one bad person running something, that doesn't make every single person involved evil. And I actually started to, as I started to go down this, was fortunate enough to be able to start talking to a lot of the keepers who worked with these whales. Um, There's three SeaWorlds in the United States, and there's a a few various other parks. Um, There's a Japanese version of SeaWorld and Russia's got a couple in China and I think there's one in Spain, but I don't want to touch on them because I really don't know enough about to say it. But SeaWorld has San Diego, San Antonio, and Orlando. And I was able to talk to keepers from all three parks who work right alongside these whales. And they aren't being paid, you know, to enough money to to lie and cover anything up like that you know these guys are making not a hundred thousand dollars a year they're not going to be afraid to speak out or quit their job if an animal's being abused it's kind of like we said in the very first episode this is a labor of love i mean you're not working with animals to get rich so as you start looking at it yeah there were mistakes made i mean an adult male killer whale is 35 40 feet long you know, it weighs 10, 12, 15,000 pounds. There's no second chances with that animal. I mean, eventually, the more you put
0: yourself in a situation, something can go wrong. You right. could but, I mean, the only thing is, so my one of the other biggest issues that I had was, you know, they said I don't, there's been all these attacks over the last, you know, 40 years. Yeah. But yet there's never been a single record of any of these whales doing anything to humans in the ocean. Now, granted, less probably times they interact with them, but, I mean, there's no instances of them attacking or killing or anything like that. So, obviously, it shows that what they're doing isn't necessarily maybe the best thing.
1: Well, at the same time, the wild animals generally do these things because they're feeding. It's a feeding response. Humans are not on the menu for whales. Whales are, as you said, they're extremely intelligent. Actually, orcas are giant dolphins, so they're one of the smartest animals in the world. They say they have the intelligence capacity up to an 8-year-old child. And these animals can problem solve. They can learn. They can do all kinds of things. There's actually a really cool YouTube video um, where one of these orcas in captivity learned that if it took kept fish, it could throw up fish by these seagulls, and the seagulls would be stupid and fly down. This orca ended up baiting these seagulls to catch and eat the seagulls.
0: Huh.
1: So, I mean, it's a very, very intelligent animal. But to touch on your point in the wild, we aren't really going into where orcas are in the wild. They aren't seeing us. We're not free swimming with them, and they're not going after us, seeing us as a food source. Whereas with sharks, it's an exploratory bite. Sharks go up and bite you, and they're like, oh, it bleeds. Well... I'm going to go back and finish you off. Orcas are going after generally what they're looking for to eat. They're going after whales, they're going after seals, they're going after fish. They don't really have a lot of reason to do it. Orcas in captivity are kept around human beings, so they kind of get more desensitized to everything. And even when these attacks are going on and people are drowning, the orca's not eating people. They're, they just drown them for whatever reason. I mean, again, it's a it's a big animal. Accidents happen. I mean, you drive every day. I mean, there's a possibility you could get into an accident. You
0: never know. Yeah, but there's, I mean, again, I'm only going from document. No, no, document, man, by all means. But, like, there was one that the lady, like, they, it took its arm off. It took her arm off, like, and she was killed by it. Yeah. Like there's been a few that have actually been killed and, like, brutally, like, attacked. I want to say there were four or five deaths total,
1: if I remember correctly, that were talked about in the documentary. Yeah. So you have four or five deaths, which are very, very tragic, but how many times did those keepers get in the water with those animals with no incident? Right. So That's the, that's the biggest thing, is that you don't get a second chance, and... It's kind of like, I obviously, I know a lot of big cat keepers. They'll even tell you, you know, when a, a big cat gets to a certain size, you don't go in the enclosure with that animal. It's not worth the
0: risk. Right. I mean, not to be... But the thing is, that's, kind of, their, but that's their job, to get in the water with these Oh, animals. yeah, and, 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 there's, and there's
1: a definite risk to it. And, it. and it kind of brings it back to my point that you said. It's about making money. The big thing about making money is is that you could put these orcas on display, you could teach them to do tricks, you could show them on shore, but we, as a society, when we started doing this, we wanted more. We wanted to say, "Man over beast! Look how we train this giant forty foot animal to do what we want. We're gonna swim with it. We're gonna make it almost bend to our will." So we kind of got complacent we kind of said you know what let's take a little bit more
0: risk let's push that envelope and accidents happen yeah but are they accidents or is it from the animal being held in such a small capacity of what it's supposed to be in and out of its own element that maybe it's not an accident maybe it's these animals are doing it on purpose and
1: that's that's definitely a a valid point that you're making to reach out um and it's definitely something that can be discussed. It's it's hard to say definitively no, but at the same time, you've seen you can see these animals where they aren't showing necessarily other signs of being depressed. Now, I will say this: SeaWorld, prior to Blackfish, there's no doubt in my mind as you said with the cover-ups, they made mistakes. Every company does. Right. And it's like you said in the original episode, you know, even in the early '90s. And you and I are pretty close to the same age. And you have more hair than I do. But, (laughs) you know, even in the early 90s, you would go to the zoos and you would see lions and tigers in barred cages. You go to the zoo now, everything's designed to be wide open. You know, you don't see that. SeaWorld made mistakes in the beginning where they would just say, you know what? We don't understand how intelligent these animals are. We're going to plop them in a pool. So SeaWorld actually did was, as we started to study these animals, we said, damn, these things are a lot smarter than we realized. They're not stupid fish. You know, they do have very sensitive um, social needs. They are, you know, very, very intelligent animals. We have to start doing better. Obviously, when you have something that big, it's hard to replicate the open ocean. It really, really is. Well, SeaWorld, since everything's happened, they're actually doing away with um, the getting in the water and swimming with them. I was actually at SeaWorld two years ago, and I don't think we saw any keepers in the water swimming with the orcas anymore. The, the orcas just kind of did their thing. They're talking about how they're making these pools larger and larger. They're replicating currents so that the whales can actually get more exercise. They're starting to give more enrichment to make sure that they are, the whales are entertained, they are happier, things like that. So they're trying to correct the mistakes that were made
0: by the people that came before them. Now, do you think they were mistakes, though, or do you think these, this company knew exactly what they were doing and didn't care until it got popular? And I think
1: it's a mistake because I think the company in the beginning didn't realize how intelligent an animal you were working with. Because before SeaWorld, honestly, we knew so little about killer whales and whales in general. I mean, we knew next to nothing other than a little bit of observation, and we have been able to write books and do movies and all kinds of things because of the work that these whales have done, and it's actually
0: brought it to light that we can save these things. Right, So... If they're doing everything better, let's say, what if another attack happens? Again, I think that's
1: complacency. Like I said, when I was down there, it would have been two and a half years ago. It would have been September of 16. They didn't put any keepers in the water. Um, so at the, kind of at that point, you're wondering what happened. One of those attacks, conveniently, that you brought up um,
0: was a homeless person that broke into SeaWorld. That's, and that's in the way, of course, like the was like that's the way they spun it, which obviously you don't know what exactly happened, but... One of the guys in the thing made a point. Like, there's cameras everywhere. Somebody saw what happened. Well, you know that guy. One, yeah, he broke in or was hiding out. So that's definitely true. But nobody knows if that whale, because they said it like it bit him. It did. Like, it oh, did all uh, there's this.
1: no, there's no doubt in my mind that he. I, if I remember correctly. So don't quote me. This
0: didn't it say he was drunk? You watched it more recently than I did. They just no. They said he was just a basically kind of like a homeless kind of. For some reason, I guy. thought they. For some reason, I thought they said he was drunk, and for some reason, he went in, wanted to play with the whale. The whale grabbed him, and he but, drowned. But that's the thing, though: is how do they know that if nobody saw it? How do they know he wanted to go in there? Maybe he was just. Maybe, what if he was just trying to pet the whale and the whale took him in? That's what I'm saying. That's essentially you know, what it is.
1: He went in to interact with the
0: whale. Right. I don't necessarily say we well, were like saying that he jumped into the
1: oh, no, no, tank no. no, no. I, them. I mean, I mean, you got to remember this is a this is an animal that is designed to grab fish. Mm. I mean, when you were a kid, you ever try and grab a fish in the water? You know, you grew up in a lake, you know, how slippery mm-hmm. they are. Imagine yeah. that. I mean, it's an animal that is designed to grab something slippery. You stick your hand in the water, and he gets his hand it in your mouth. He wants to yank you.
0: You're not getting your hand away in time. Right. So my big thing that really puts me like in perspective is do you think that what they're doing is okay? Because obviously it's taking a mental toll on the animals.
1: Like I said, I think mistakes in the past were made, but I think the fact that they're trying to improve or learning everything we can to give them the better life to finish out is definitely a good
0: thing. So obviously, because this was yeah, like eight years ago or ten years yeah. ago, whatever. Um, how I mean, are they make how much are they making the pools bigger? Because obviously, when they showed the thing, I mean, you're talking a th- you know such a small size compared to what they're normally.
1: No, I mean, you, you, know, you can't in, really
0: compare it in the open ocean.
1: I mean, that's that's a fraction that I couldn't even begin to... I mean, one trillionth.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know. You know, so super high number. But, I mean, are they making it big enough? They are making
1: them there? substantially larger. Um, I couldn't tell you exact logistics. It's online. But we have seen the, the the plans are open to see what is doing. it. They're doing away with the shows. So you're literally going to be able to go and see them just swimming around, moving around. They have now banned... Um they're not doing any more breeding. So the orcas that are in captivity now in the United States, when those are gone, they're done. We are not going to have any more captive orcas in the United States. Other countries are still doing it. Russia actually goes out and still catches orcas and does things like that. Um, so they are in trying, they are trying to do everything they can to improve the lives of these
0: animals even if it's just for the time being. Okay. And, and, you know, it's hard to argue anything because, obviously, like you said they're doing different things now from, you know, eight years ago when it it came out.
1: Exactly. I mean, and and it's, as any corporation, you want to get better, obviously. You want to fix things. It's when you stand complacent and you go, well, you know what, I really don't care what you think. And that's the biggest problem people have is people see Blackfish now and they're like, SeaWorld is evil. Shut it down. SeaWorld is actually the number one marine life rescue in the world. We have have three facilities in the United States. They have rescued 30,000 animals from oil spills that nobody wants to talk about. Um, They're the first ones on, you call, if a, a dolphin gets beached. They go out there. They're trained to put these animals back. They've saved countless sea turtles that have been hit by boats. Seals, all those kinds of animals. SeaWorld is the forefront of rescuing pretty much everything that lives in the oceans. I didn't know that, yeah. Um, and that's the thing people don't again. That's where your dog that's what yeah. that's what makes it interesting. Blackfish is just the one side. Were
0: they doing this back then too, then? Yes. SeaWorld has always been huge about that. So I guess I mean I guess we're trying to I'm I guess we're trying to debate like the past in a sense, but yeah. Are you okay? Because obviously they were going out, and I don't know how recently they were doing it, but, like, taking um, killer whales from the ocean. I want
1: to say, and don't quote me on this, I want to say the last
0: time we removed
1: orcas was either the very late 80s or the very early 90s was the last time because it was so expensive, and like I said, as we learned about these animals, we learned that they have such fragile family structures, things Mm -hmm. like that within the pods, They started doing more captive breeding, so they were having them bred in captivity. Obviously, it's cheaper to do that than it is to, you know, hope something from the wild survives.
0: Right. So they're definitely
1: going that way. Um, Like I said, mistakes were made in the past by all means, and they did things wrong. And that's that's any animal industry you can look into. I mean, look at the beef industry. You know, look at how we used to treat cattle.
0: You know, fifty years ago, as opposed to now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's hard to because obviously being so long ago, it's hard to argue with facts if they're changing then. But I mean, do you think. I guess the question is, do you think they'll they'll stay with it and do you think they would have changed if it wasn't such a big social media kind of.
1: I would like to think so. Yes, because um, they were slowly changing over time. I think the whole Blackfish incident kind of lit a fire where they had to suddenly accelerate and do everything a lot faster time frame than they wanted to. If you look back at what we did, you know, when we first started having orcas and dolphins in captivity, the tanks have gotten larger over time, but what they literally did now with the inclusion of this was they just accelerated the process to make it bigger But this brings about an interesting point. Um, How many different species of whale, like off the top of your head without looking, can you name? Name maybe like four or five. Okay, that's okay. So there's actually over a hundred different species of whales and dolphins. Um, I'm sure, obviously, you know what an orca killer whale is. I'm sure you've heard of a bottlenose dolphin, Mm -hmm. you know, flipper. Um, You hear about the big traditional names. I'll throw a name out there for you. I want you to tell me if you ever heard of it. You ever heard of a quita?
0: Nope. And that's okay. And honestly, no. it's okay.
1: So what a Aquita is, is it's the world's smallest species of porpoise, which is a small dolphin. They only get about four and a half, five feet in length. And by the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, they will be extinct. SeaWorld has fought for years to save them. SeaWorld is not able to successfully keep them alive in captivity. They live down off the coast of Mexico. I think we have like 50 or 60 left. And they're being killed by trawling nets. Um, Have you ever heard of a uh, Bayeji? Not a
0: clue. The Bayeji actually goes by another name. It's the Yangitze River Dolphin. That I actually have heard, and I think it's only from you, but yeah. Yep.
1: Um, There is one left. It lives in the Yangtze River in China, which is one of the most polluted rivers in the world. Mm -hmm. No one cares about those, but you tell them, oh, my God, you guys are, you know, all these orcas need to be set free. We need to set them free. You know what an orca is because of SeaWorld. Right. You know what a bottlenose dolphin is because of Flipper, because of SeaWorld. We know what we know about these animals because of that. We called killer whales because we thought they were killing everything. We realize now that this is actually an animal that's on an intelligence level, almost with human beings. So as much damage as SeaWorld did, yes, they have done so much because they have made us care. And the thing is that everybody's like, oh, big personal victories. We're not gonna breed orcas anymore. We're not gonna breed orcas anymore. When I have grandkids, if my grandkids can't see these animals or don't hear stories of them, it's going to go the way of the vaquita and the Baiji. People, what is that? You know, they they don't care unless you put something directly in front of them. They don't care, and it's like when we did our endangered species special. You sat there and you listed off a bunch of different animals. But it's like you said, what lit the fire under that was giraffes got put on the endangered species list. People are like, oh my God, giraffes are going to die? Well, we need to do something. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Giraffes are very, very common at zoos. They do well in captivity. You take the animals that don't do well in captivity and you start putting them on the endangered list, people don't care. Um. A couple of years ago, I went to San Diego, and we went whale watching to see wild gray whales during the migration. And uh, there was so much trash in the ocean. We saw more random plastic bags in the ocean than we did whales that day. We saw a couple of whales, which was really, really cool. And I and I tell you, there's nothing like seeing a true 70-foot wild whale. I mean, it's mm-hmm. makes you realize how small you are. Right. But... Our ocean is so full of trash. We have an island of trash in the Pacific that is the size of I think this a
0: city. I mean, it's literally called Garbage Island. I think they actually had a thing on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, it was called. Uh, I think it was called garbage island and it was the size of texas i thought i don't know if it's that big because texas is a pretty big state i remember it's something about texas in it but yeah i know what you're talking about i didn't know that was a real thing yeah it is
1: it's in the pacific ocean and uh, it's like we first started doing this you and i were talking i said they found those sperm whales in spain that literally had 70 pounds of plastic in their stomachs right i mean we're dumping stuff in the ocean left and right but hey long as we're not breeding captive workers and letting them be free. Okay, so they're going to die in the ocean, a slow and terrible death. Whereas opposed caused to caused by sea, humans. Yep. Yeah, and and people were sitting here going, Well, you know what? We're trying to make these orcas lives better. And orcas are a hard one because it is, you know, a forty foot animal, and you kinda have to sit there and say, Okay, how much how much space do they really need to survive? Blah blah blah. But people start calling for the shutdown of everything. They, they want, you know, the seals and the sea lions to be let loose. They want the dolphins. They want the sharks. They want aquariums closed. This is all just evil, blah, blah, blah. We want them in the wild. There is no more wild. The wild is, we're destroying it. I mean, it's full of ocean. I mean, the ocean's so full of plastic, it's it's mind-blowing. And you'll, and you'll ask people that. I mean, I'll see people who are like, this is a personal victory to have, you know, the whales released.
0: Right, they're not what are the you going to do?
1: Okay, so we've released all the whales. Now, what are you going to do to save the
0: wild ones? No one will well, give you an answer. Yeah, most people don't have an answer. They're not doing anything. You they don't care. Their, there's well, some people out there that, you know, will fight against some of that stuff and then also try to do their own thing to help Well, oh, and, and, and By all means, you know what I mean? And I I, I definitely agree with those that. Those are the people yeah. I don't mind because they're keeping the same energy. Yep, yep. You know, if yep, they hate SeaWorld and they want all this, they're still also trying to do the least amount of pollution they can do. Yeah, they're still recycling. They're doing everything that they can. Yeah. So here's my question then, because I know we're about out of time. So do you think blackfish was beneficial?
1: I think blackfish, in a weird way, accelerated the need to make orcas in captivity have a better life but the information and the way they did it was so completely out there that it's just it's it's mind blowing. I mean, it was all propaganda. It was probably honestly about seventy five percent lies. When you start to look into it, there. Yeah, were,
0: but I mean, a lot of the stuff that they reported was true, though, for the the incidences.
1: No, yeah, yeah. You know the incidences yeah. did happen, but again, those incidents were sensationalized. Mm. I mean, they wanted they wanted to get viewers. They wanted to make it seem like you know this is it. And I'll leave you on this note as we close out for this week. If you want to see a truly fantastic documentary, watch Racing Extinction. It's the one you and I were talking about before coming in here. It's very, very real. It it actually shows what's going on. And it's these people that are going out and fighting for animals. And it's showing that it's basically a time clock to save most of the animals on the earth. Blackfish. Again, literally called for SeaWorld to be shut down, but it did not once address, we need to clean up the oceans. We need to do this to better the lives yeah, of the want, wild They only one to make the headlines stuff. Yep, yep. They wanted SeaWorld yeah. to be shut down because that's what they think. And that's uh, probably a lot of groups like PETA and stuff is that it's better for an animal to be extinct in the wild than even dare be captive
0: in, in any way. Right. Whale... It looks like about we're out of time now, so you got anything else you want to add real quick? So once
1: again, it's kind of like we addressed a couple of weeks ago. We had the kind of tie into the episode. Um, we did have another right whale sighting off the coast of Daytona Beach, and this is a really big deal. This is the second calf that they've seen this year. There is less than 100 of these animals left, so a breeding um, population, seeing a baby, that's a really, really big deal. Yeah. Um, it's actually the second largest animal on the face there, I think about 90 feet long, only the, second only to uh, the blue whale. Right. So it's, it's a pretty big deal that they're breeding and moving again. So there's a, hopefully a sign that we are trying to clean up the oceans and giving these guys a chance.
0: Yeah, that would be a nice thought, hopefully. But that's the end of this episode. I'm Cody Hees-Brennan. Thanks for listening.